0: following podcast will contain spoilers and explicit language hello and welcome to episode 29 of Yeah, it's that bad My name is Joel And I'm Martin And this is the show that looks at supposedly bad movies And asks the question, is it really that bad? And what that boils down to is that we look at movies that are rotten on Rotten Tomatoes And we reevaluate that score Does it really deserve to be that low? Tonight's movie is 1993's RoboCop 3 Directed by Fred Decker Written by Frank Miller Starring Robert John Burke Nancy Allen Rip Torn John Castle Jill Hennessy Mako CCH Pounder and steven root robocop 3 is a science fiction film and sequel to robocop the movie currently holds a four percent on rotten tomatoes how about a plot synopsis
1: Robert Burke dons a cyborg suit and becomes the law-abiding crime fighter in this action thriller, the third of the series. Omni Consumer Products has taken a livable community and run it into the ground so they can raise it and construct the expensive Delta City. Unwilling to let go of their homes, the community's residents hope that RoboCop will appear once again to save them from greedy corporate behemoth before it's too late.
0: Okay, Martin, RoboCop 3. Now, you chose this to be in our listener's choice poll. This was one of the most closely contested races in the listener's choice poll that we've had in quite some time. Yeah, this got in under the wire. It was this versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 was in the lead. I was shocked when I saw RoboCop 1. So, I've never seen this before, by the way. I've seen RoboCop 1 and I've seen RoboCop 2, but I've never seen Part 3, so... But now
1: that you've seen Part 3, do you feel complete?
0: I do. I feel like a whole human being now. I can finally die in peace, finally. So on the top of your Maslow's
1: hierarchy, you've been actualized. It's
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's food, my, love, and then yeah, RoboCop the top, 3. Yeah, at the top of my Maslow's hierarchy, RoboCop 3 is at the top. <laughs> <laughs> top of the pyramid. Okay, so, Marl, let's do what we always do at the top of the show, and uh, we'll discuss the actors, and we'll see how you thought they did. Okay, Robert John Burke, the new RoboCop. He didn't have any lines, really. You're right. He barely said anything.
1: Yeah. I I mean, RoboCop doesn't really talk much. You know, he had a nice mouth, I guess. That's all you really see. (laughs) He's got a purdy mouth.
0: He had a purdy mouth. I got to say, it's a a sorry state of affairs when the guy who... (laughs) <laughs> the original guy doesn't want to show up when all you do is show the guy's mouth the whole time, and he's like, "You know what? You know what? I don't I, want. I don't want to be in
1: this. My career is gonna get damaged if they show my mouth in this movie. That is a
0: sorry state of yeah, affairs. Yeah. Let's see. Let's just jump to the, the real cool people. Uh, Rip Torn. I was really happy to see him.
1: It was great to see him, and I was. I'm disappointed to say that his <laughs> acting was horrendous. <laughs> I, oh, I love Rip Torn.
0: The real funny thing is that eight years after this movie, we would be seeing Rip Torn's ass in Freddy Got Fingered. <laughs> Tune into episode six of our show for the details of that one. Okay, so um, let's see who else is even worth talking about. Oh, CCH Pounder. I remember I saw her in Orphan, but you and I have a history. Yeah, with yeah, her.
1: yeah. Little little tidbit. We saw her at Shakespeare in the Park.
0: We actually got some culture. We took time out of our day from watching One Miss Call and Waterworld to see an actual play.
1: Yeah, so we go into Central Park to see. You know, every summer New York City does a live performance in Central Park, and last year they did The uh, Merchant of Venice,
0: starring How? Al Pacino yeah. and CCH Pounder. She was pretty good. She was so. So I know this woman can act. She absolutely can. But uh, it wasn't happening here. But she can one. definitely act. <laughs>
1: Not in this one. Oh, no. I'm, like, interested to uh, really know how affected actors are by each other.
0: You uh, mean, like, how their performances come out?
1: If there's other phenomenal actors around you and the story oh, is well-written. Oh, you well think written, competitive? Oh, not, not only competitive, but I think that they can play off of each other.
0: I'd imagine if you were in a movie with, like, Gary Oldman. He would, you know, like— He uh, would, like, raise— the, the rising tide, like, lifts all the boats, right? Right, right, right. That's exactly what I'm saying. Plus, I'm going to say, like, directors, too, probably have a big hand in— Like, some people just can't direct the actors—
1: yeah, right, right. Okay, so I guess giving people a proper emotion that they should have in a scene and how a proper vision to go after.
0: Yeah, in this movie, I, I imagine this director was just like, he had a bullhorn in the back and it was like, <laughs> <"Pff>, you're scared.
1: <laughs> and, that, and, that, and, that, and, that, and that's it. And that's all they had to. Murphy, <laughs> you're supposed to be part
0: human, part robot. <laughs> go. <laughs> go. <laughs> Who else is in here? Oh, Steven Root. He had a constipated face the entire time. He's like, yeah, these other people, I don't know, they're not even worth talking about. Like, no, none of these people really stood out. I mean, I thought everybody was equally bad in this movie. Yeah. Mar, let me give you a brief history of RoboCop 3. Popular graphic novelist Frank Miller returned to write the screenplay for the film, still optimistic that he could make an impression in Hollywood. Miller accepted the job of writing RoboCop 3, hoping that some of his excised ideas would make it into the second sequel. Major themes of the plot were taken from Miller's original rejected draft, of RoboCop 2. Disillusioned after finding that his work was even more drastically altered than before, Miller left Hollywood until the 2005 adaptation of his work, Sin City. Working on RoboCop 2 and 3, I learned the same lesson said Miller in 2005. Don't be the writer. The director's got the power. The screenplay is a fire hydrant and there's a row of dogs around the block waiting for it. The star of the previous films, Peter Weller, did not reprise the role as he was starring in Naked Lunch. Robert John Burke was signed to play the cyborg character instead. The RoboCop suit Burke wore in the movie was originally built for RoboCop 2. Since Burke was taller than Weller, He complained that wearing it was painful after a short time. RoboCop 3 went into production soon after RoboCop 2 was complete. Initially scheduled for release in the summer of 1992, RoboCop 3 would languish on the shelf until the following year as Orion Pictures went through bankruptcy and was bought out. Okay, Martin, let's dive into this thing. RoboCop 3. Before we recorded this today, I was really toying around with the idea of rewatching RoboCop 1 and 2 because they're on Netflix. but. It it doesn't matter at all. This movie's not connected to others others at all, right? I thought that you were completely insane for even suggesting that. I'm going to sum up this plot in a couple sentences just to get it out of the way. Like Detroit is going to be bulldozed and turned into Delta City, which is going to, I I assume it's for the super rich to live in. Detroit is full of homeless bums and they want to get them out. So they're going to use eminent domain to just kick everybody out. So the way they're going to do this is that OCP, the evil corporation, has hired these stormtrooper Nazis to come in and kick everybody out of their houses and send them off to to detention camps or something.
1: But they have the right to kill them. (laughs) So so, so essentially they're like Nazis.
0: Yeah, I don't don't get it. Like, I just don't understand it. Like, okay, you want these people out of their houses, just like kick them out. You know what, what is this? Like they're sending them off to detention camps. I mean, you know, We, we might as well explain who RoboCop is for people who have never seen it before. Yeah.
1: RoboCop is a police officer who we just know as Murphy. He had a wife and a son. He storms a gang-related factory in the first one. And, he and they just they just brutally, unlo- brutally murdered. murdered in like cold blood, they show everything. It's the most violent brutal murder ever. And the only thing that's left, I guess, is his brain. Yeah, so, OCP's like, "Hey, uh, let's make a cyborg cop." And they come out with RoboCop.
0: Against his will, I guess, they resurrect this guy and they put him into this robotic shell, and he has to be
1: and they tell him that they own
0: him yeah he's property now that's who robocop is and ed 209 is this enormous predecessor to robocop he was what they were originally trying to build but it, it never worked like uh yeah it just it killed, killed innocent people yeah. and stuff so it's this giant robot it looks it like shoots, a mech warrior yeah and it shoots uh Anti-tank rounds and... <laughs>
1: Anti-aircraft missiles. Yeah, it's really
0: overpowered.
1: It has like 50 caliber machine guns. Yeah, gun
0: so around. this this is supposed to be a feared creature, right? Like it, this, oh, yeah, this is yeah. Suppo- like, when you see it, you're supposed to be scared of it. Yeah, from the previous two movies, it was like... It's like it was like, oh my God, like when it shows up. It's a like, very formidable foe. Yeah, so here's how they treat this really cool character in Robocop 3. These freedom fighter guys are trying to storm into the police armory, and they're confronted by Ed 209. They're like, oh shit, we're dead. Because that's what was going to happen. That's what I was going to blast them away. But then this little girl comes out of nowhere. She comes out of the woodwork and she goes, watch this. And she pulls out her computer briefcase and she starts hacking Ed 209. She, How old was this girl? I'd say six. So this most. four-year-old girl starts- <laughs> So this one-year-old crawls over. So this fetus crawls.
1: <laughs> so the sperm starts flapping around on the ground. It starts operating a computer.
0: <laughs> yeah, so she plugs in the computer into this multi-billion dollar robot. Right. Hacks it in three seconds. And then she the types- robot, the, the robot actually
1: glances down at her and just doesn't care. It doesn't and, do like, anything. Focuses back on the other people.
0: Yeah, and, and then she just types in the DOS prod. C semicolon slash- C, C backslash C backslash like semi <laughs> no she just types into the the command prompt cute as a puppy that was that was her hacking loyal loyal as a yo loyal as a puppy that was the hacking command because I guess and then yeah, when she yeah. types that in that's what happens at 209 goes pew, powers down and then says
1: loyal as, as- a puppy
0: This is like five minutes in, and I'm and I'm already like, oh my god, we are in trouble.
1: This like really shows the level of understanding of the general population and computers. computers. Yeah, because this would not fly today.
0: (laughs) I wonder if this. So this movie was made in 1992. It was around the same time as Terminator Two. There's a lot of stuff in this movie that I wonder if it's just like a response to Terminator 2. So we had this little kid who can hack a robot, whereas in Terminator 2, Eddie Furlong could hack the ATMs. Right, right. So I wonder if there's a correlation there.
1: Possibly. I mean, everybody knows that the executives and the people that work at the different studios definitely hear what the other production companies are working on and they try to respond to it.
0: Okay, so the little girl takes over the robot, and the cops show up. And then the little girl is like, hold on, I'll
1: take care of this, and starts madly typing into this computer. And Ed209. Opens, just fire opens fire on, on the these cops. police officers who are just doing their job. This
0: eight-year-old girl is a cop killer. Yeah, no, she's a she's a heartless, brutal <laughs> murderer. After this, we're introduced to, I guess, are like the secondary villains of this movie—a gang called the Splatter Punks. How would you describe these people? They looked like uh Sid Vicious. I thought they were all like meth heads, like their teeth were. Oh all no, no, yeah, again. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But they, they had like green. Yeah, they did, they, they, they did have the Hohawks. Very eighties. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Officer Lewis gets stranded.
0: Yeah, she's Robocop's partner from the past two movies. Yes. Yeah, because she-, she was chasing after these homeless terrorist guys. She crashed, she crashed her into car, an expensive car, and she crashed into splatterpunk territory, and they all come out of the woodwork and start like opening fire on her. Right, right. But luckily for us, a Robocop shows up on the scene, and there's an overpass above them, and Robocop flies through it. Very Terminator Two. Yeah, but
1: he is moving forward when he flies off of it, isn't he? Yeah. Because he lands straight down. Oh, that's right. <laughs> He just oh, that's... drops. Like, he fell Wait, from... Like whoa, whoa. Like, like, he... like, he falls on the ground like he came out of heaven. Like, just, <laughs> like, again, I've said this in other podcasts. Like, Michael, the Archangel, like, John Travolta from Michael just lands on the ground.
0: You're right. He goes off that overpass like at full... I didn't even think of that. <laughs> yeah, but he lands straight down, just like... <laughs>
1: I'm like, okay, sure, whatever.
0: Yeah, it did look stupid. <laughs> I was and, like, keep going. And, and instead of just like walking out of his car. The, oh, by, by the way, his car has doors. Yeah, his car has fully functioning doors. <laughs> but instead instead of hopping out of this car like a normal person, he shoots a hole through the roof of his car, punches through it, and then starts opening fire wildly.
1: I felt like that was totally unnecessary. It took way longer than opening the door.
0: Yeah, it was dumb. It was really dumb. And then after he kills everybody, his partner goes up to him and he goes, <laughs> Thanks for dropping by. Woo! All right. All right, so Robocop gets in trouble for disobeying an order because he was chasing those homeless thugs, and he turned around to save his partner from the splatterpunks. So his bosses were like, oh, we got to put this control chip into his brain, and that'll make him more easier to control. So RoboCop's doctor comes in and the corporate shill that's in
1: charge of the scientist comes down and says, you got to control him. What happened? And she goes, do you want to know what I really think? She's like, I think he made a decision. Cops do it all the time. And he's like, he's a robot. I mean, we're on the third movie. The past two movies, this was a major theme and motif was like RoboCop has the ability free thought. He can think he has emotions. I mean, he has a goddamn brain. Okay.
0: They still haven't figured it out. They still
1: haven't figured it out and they still keep repairing him and he still keeps disobeying him. They spend billions of dollars on this thing and he keeps disobeying them and not following them and then blowing them up. Like like he comes back to destroy them. Why do they keep rebuilding him? (laughs) He essentially goes back. he, He walks into the police station when they're briefing them and he sees the picture of where the rebels are supposedly held up and he matches it to a video recording he took earlier in the movie to the church where this little girl is essentially goes down there and tries to determine what's going on. He sees that all these people are squatting, all these people that had gotten kicked out of the apartments by OCP and at it's you know just at that moment OCP shows up these these stormtrooper-esque characters show up to kick them out and kill them
0: RoboCop and his partner are there they're trying to protect the innocent people RoboCop decides to stand up for these homeless people and then the the bad guys open fire on RoboCop and they kill his partner like they shoot her down dead and they blow him up too in the process
1: it's... he lays Lewis down on the altar
0: yeah he picks up his partner puts her down on the altar before Christ. And she delivers one of the worst <laughs> death speeches I've ever seen. <gasps> go, go get him, Parker. <laughs> Do it for me. <laughs> and, then, and then she just plops dead. <laughs>
1: you, Joel, you hit the nail
0: right on the head. She plops
1: dead. She's, She's just, just
0: like, like, see you later. Bye. 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 This is a joke. Like This is really poor. And then Robocop vows revenge. The RoboCop's injured in this firefight and the rebels, they take him into the sewers with them. And RoboCop's like, oh, I'm 20% efficient, pew, and he, and he collapses. Which makes me think he's 0% efficient. Yeah, he drops <laughs> in the mud. Now, RoboCop, I, I don't know his specs. I don't, I don't know like the specifics of him, but the sound he makes when he walks and the way he looks, it looks like he weighs about as much as a car. <laughs> that's the kind of noise it makes when he walks right right Be- he belly flops on the ground these couple of guys come up and they pick him up like he's nothing
1: yeah they actually toss him around like a mannequin and it's actually very <laughs> visibly noticeable that it is a mannequin like you know when you're watching a really corny tv show and somebody falls off a cliff and it's like very noticeable that a mannequin is falling that's how it looks in
0: this scene all right, and, then, and then RoboCop is like, he's, he's like glitching out and he's like, and oh, have a tracker homing beacon tracker <laughs> device. And she's like, the, l- the little, the little girl, girl
1: apparently knows the specs of this multi-billion dollar robot. She's like, hold on, I got it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> She just pops it out. and So this little eight-year-old girl, she can hack a multi-billion dollar ED-209 robot. She has an almost preternatural knowledge of RoboCop's inner workings. At this point in the movie, I think she's a tech no path
1: <laughs> she control like, like like she could control technology. robots with her mind like
0: <laughs> like okay so like you were saying before that she's like newt from aliens from aliens yeah right absolutely it's just like water world like we're stuck with this obnoxious little girl character that is completely unnecessary like it, i guess they put her in there to give our protagonist a softer side we don't need it
1: this is an action movie right that's what i thought does he need a softer side
0: well, I guess in this one, because the other two were rated hard R. This the, is rated
1: PG-13. The the original version of RoboCop 1 was rated NC-17. They don't make him like that anymore. Bring him back. I want to see him again. So RoboCop's damaged and he shuts down. But before he goes completely off, he says, get... Dr. Lazarus.
0: Let me get my handy dandy screenwriter's handbook. All right. I got a character who brings the normal cop back from the dead. Oh, Dr. Lazarus. Brilliant. Brilliant. So cool.
1: Only the really educated people will get it. (laughs) (laughs) They eventually get Dr. Lazarus there. Newt, for whatever reason, is able to contact her and get her on a police van down to their hideout, and she's going to repair RoboCop. They shut him down, they repair him, and it's at this point that we get a cutscene that is unbelievable.
0: This is when they're repairing RoboCop, like, the, the, it's cutting in and out of him being conscious, so we're seeing, like, them in various stages of repair. And during the last phase, RoboCop has a cyber dream. Digital nightmare. He goes riding through what I can only describe as... Digital
1: wormhole. Di- yeah, you. it's like you took a, a motherboard from a computer and wrapped it into a circle, and then turned it into like a never-ending tube with light on the end of it.
0: Woo, lawnmower
1: man, woo. yeah, yeah, it looks exactly like. Oh man, this is this two in a row, <laughs> two podcasts in a row that we mentioned. Lawnmower man, so why didn't you like this digital nightmare? Well, I thing? mean, like we're 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 going through the circuit tube, and I'm like, wait a fucking like. <laughs> I thought Robo Like like I I stopped. I was I was enjoying the the I was enjoying the ride and I was like, wait, I thought Robocop had a brain. What the fuck is going on right now? Why are we riding through circus? He has a brain. He has a human being's brain. Really upset me.
0: Okay, so, so when we were forty-four minutes in the movie,
1: an actual villain shows up, and it's the Japanese version of RoboCop. Yeah, they, it's faster and more agile. Yeah,
0: they made like a Robo Ninja that looked like Chao Young Fat.
1: To me, I don't know if this was the same for you, but to me, this robot was just as strong, was extremely agile. Robocop- Way better,
0: way better than Robocop.
1: Yeah, it it looked human. Like, it could walk through the street unnoticed. They had a fight scene where it was Robocop against this ninja, and this ninja is way more agile than he is. So, he's jumping around, kicking Robocop's ass, he cuts his arm off, and I'm like, wow, he he doesn't stand a chance. Robocop is notoriously slow as shit.
0: Robocop is a joke in this movie, a total joke. Like, he just stands still, he's so slow, it takes him ten minutes to even just look at left And right, and and this ninja is doing backflips and running up the wall and doing all this crazy stuff. Robocop's pathetic compared. He gets knocked down ten times. How is Robocop ever going to beat this thing?
1: I so Robocop gets knocked down. He's missing his arm, but luckily there's his Gatling gun arm attachment (laughs) next to him on the floor. And he just puts it on and blows his
0: head up. Yeah, he blows the ninja's head off in like the the most most
1: anticlimactic way possible. I don't know what that was supposed to be. Was that supposed to be ninjas use? swords and Americans use guns and guns win.
0: Do you think people in the theater back in 93 were like standing up and cheering, standing ovation for that?
1: I definitely wasn't.
0: (laughs) So RoboCop tracks down the guy who's in charge of like the stormtroopers that are kicking everybody out. And he's British. Yeah. So of course he's evil. RoboCop finds him. And this is a pretty hilarious sequence of events that we're treated to here. So RoboCop comes into this hotel. And uh, the ho- the elevator door is stuck. And the elevator door is made of solid steel. And Robocop bends it in half like it's a piece of paper. Robocop's walking down the hallway and one of the guards pulls out his gun. Can you describe what the hell happens here? Because I'm still, like, shocked at what I saw. The guard pulls out his gun,
1: points it at Robocop. And Robocop, I guess, aims at it and shoots it probably, like, four... No, I'm... I'm probably double that probably eight times and it just bounces around
0: <laughs> in, in, in In midair it was like
1: very similar to like devil may cry the way that you can like bounce an enemy around in the air this gun just bounced around in the air
0: it looked like the gun which no it didn't look like it was the gun was dangling, dangling on, a on, a, on a piece of fishing <laughs> line and, and somebody was like tugging it up and down <laughs> and the gun was just like <laughs> just bouncing up in midair this is the stupidest looking thing i have ever seen Whoever was in charge of the special effects in this movie (laughs) (laughs) should have been shot by RoboCop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he should have been juggled in the air by RoboCop's bullets. So RoboCop finds the apartment of where the bad guy is. And remember, RoboCop is so strong he can bend the solid steel door in half. So, how does he get into this guy's apartment? Oh, by the way, the door is made out of wood. Instead of just like opening the door or like pushing the door down, Robocop empties 300 bullets <laughs> into the door. He makes a Robocop shaped hole in the, in the door he, and walks through it. He, he essentially pulls a Looney Tunes. Yeah, so the bad guy gets away, he jumps into his van. And the way he drives off The, the way, way he escapes is, is a ridiculous. Joke. He dives out the window And falls <laughs> 15 feet Onto his head Slash shoulders
1: <laughs> Then he rolls off of that And lands on his feet he And he's like Alright Perfectly on his feet And then just starts sprinting And stops a police van In the middle of the road And says
0: stop Yeah Robocop Commandeers a pimp's car. And I guess this is supposed to be funny. Were you laughing? Were you in hysterics?
1: No, no. <laughs> this, I, I mean, at this point I was feeling ill. Like I was feeling weak, just f- physically sick.
0: I had a headache during yeah, this.
1: Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> like,
0: this movie's terrible. Yeah, Robocop's driving around in this pimp's car, which is a pink Cadillac with neon lights in it and fuzzy dice, and it was not.
1: It was not street legal.
0: And they're driving around, and the guys that are in the evil van are just like emptying a million shells into RoboCop's car. They light it on fire. They hit it with a missile. They blow it up. They shoot it with
1: three grenades. At this point, I'm thinking that Cadillacs in the future are essentially the same as armored vehicles. They're they're (laughs) they're like armored tanks.
0: And then all like the exterior layers of the Cadillac are blown (laughs) off, and then it looks like he's driving a clown car <laughs> <laughs> this scene is so jarring
1: it's so jarring it's it's like it, all
0: right so let's just fast forward to like the final the final fight here so all the cops in detroit decide that they've had enough they're finally done with this corrupt organization that They all turn in their badges in a sign of solidarity. All the cops quit. And so the bad guys decide that, yeah, we don't need the cops. So they just decide to give guns to the splatter punks. These homeless, drug addict, meth head punk losers with no
1: teeth. What could possibly go wrong? They send them off in essentially a riot mob, right? They just come yeah. walking down the street as, as, as like a mob. They might have all well had like burning torches and pitchforks. So a fight ensues.
0: This is like, like that opening scene from Predator 2 where like Danny Glover has yeah. that ridiculous gun and he's like shooting those. Uh, That's not a good thing to be stealing from. So there's the
1: OCP police officer showdown. Everybody is getting uh, shot at. No one dies.
0: Yeah, no one's dying. And in, in the meantime, RoboCop confronts the head of... Of This evil organization that's kicking everybody out and turns out they have multiple ninja robots and then Robocop this slow piece of shit is going to fight these like two or three extremely agile killing machines that can slice through steel with their swords. How is he going to win this? The little girl comes in and hacks them. She, no wires. Oh, that's
1: right. She
0: used, like, Wi-Fi. I'm convinced that she just uses her mind. We're shown the ro- the Japanese robot's point of view, and they think in Japanese. Like, their overlays, like, their, their visual display is all in Japanese. How the hell is this girl hacking a Japanese robot? Can she, she speak Japanese? She's from Detroit. So she hacks them,
1: they both turn around and view each other as an enemy, and <laughs> perfect timing, they chop each other's heads off with their samurai swords.
0: Oh yeah, we, we forgot to mention, like, this this is probably the, the most memorable thing from this stupid movie, <laughs> is that they gave RoboCop a jetpack! They're like, this movie's a piece of shit, how are we gonna splice it up? Yeah, let's, let's make RoboCop fly. So they gave him this really bulky jetpack, and how would you describe the special effects of him flying around? <laughs> It looked like, if anybody remembers Stick Stickly from Nickelodeon... Oh my... Where are you
1: going with this? I, I'm dying to hear this. It just... It looks like a overlaid piece of wood with a piece of paper attached to it of RoboCop <laughs> flying around in front of like a... Like a stick? Like, he's on a stick! Like, like he's on a stick and it's flying in front of like a, a projected <laughs> image of whatever they want him to fly on top of.
0: So when RoboCop is in this guy's office and he's going to make his grand escape because apparently... The destroyed Japanese robots all have self-destructs and they're going to blow up. This is important. I want everybody at home to close their eyes, open up their mind's eye, and imagine the scene. So, Everyone pry open your third eye. Yeah, you're going to need it. Imagine this r- room where RoboCop's at one end of the room and this woman and little girl are on the opposite end, in- inside of a doorway. RoboCop puts on his jetpack and he starts flying at them. Now, for RoboCop to fly and be perfectly parallel to the ground he would have to be going very fast.
1: And there has to be an enormous amount of thrust because he is very
0: heavy. heavy, as we've established. Robocop weighs about as much as like a car, so he is flying through the air, and this jetpack is blasting off. So he's parallel to the ground, flying at full speed, <laughs> and he
1: grabs the little girl and Doctor Lazarus at top speed. He should have just, just a- exploded, <laughs> just like like <laughs> it, they. It, it should have been the effect of me throwing a piece of jello at the wall that's how I feel about that and then they show in the next cutscene as they're flying away from the building as it explodes the little girl's hanging on his back <laughs> she get up there? How's it up burning her? There's like jetpacks behind. I there. know she should her legs should be on fire. Incinerated <laughs> off. She's hanging on his back.
0: So the guy who was the CEO of the evil Japanese corporation that kickstarted this whole thing, he comes to visit Detroit <laughs> He comes out of his car. He walks up to RoboCop, looks him in the eye, and he bows to him in, in reverence an, and awe. Uh, he gives RoboCop great honor. I guess he was a worthy opponent. Yeah, sure.
1: <coughs> like, <laughs> thank you for destroying my, my company. multi-billion
0: dollar deal. You
1: ruined it. Let me bow to you. Most honorable.
0: The end. That was RoboCop 3. Okay, Martin, let's find out what the real critics had to say about this movie. Limiting the gore, but not the carnage, in pursuit of a PG-13 rating and more youngsters, this pick remains a cluttered, nasty exercise that seems principally intent on selling action figures. Brian Lowry, Variety. A pretty illogical plot, uninteresting characters, and so-so effects are sure to keep this one a snoozer. Marjorie Baumgarten, Austin Chronicle. And finally, It's just stupid. James Brundage, (laughs) (laughs) filmcritic.com. Brevity is the soul of wit. Okay, Martin, this movie currently holds a 4% on Rotten Tomatoes. Is it really that bad? You already know my answer to this. I mean,
1: I I feel anybody that just listened to this podcast should know that I fucking hate this movie. (laughs) You're you're, you're like a masochist. You pick this, you're like, we got to do RoboCop 3. Oh, man. Solid, hard, punch in the (laughs) face, punch in the nuts, one out of five. This movie sucks. Oh, man. It made me sick. It made me like, it made
0: me feel sick. (laughs) You look like you're going to die right now. Like, you're all red in the face and... (laughs) Droopy looking.
1: Yeah, from like rage, but also like forlorn. I'm 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 totally hopeless. Forlorn hope. <laughs> I'm just completely hopeless, and I have rage, but there's no there's no outlet for it. I, I hate it. Just so. bottle
0: it up, you know? Just, just let it consume
1: you. Yeah, I'll just push it down.
0: Okay, so you give it a one out of five. As for me, is it really that bad? Yes! Yes, it is! <laughs> wow, so I got a four percent. You know what? I actually liked One Missed Call better than this. Yeah. And that's saying something. That is zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, RoboCop 3, I'm going to give you a one. Congratulations, you got a one. You're in Water world country now. Good job. <laughs> Welcome to water world country. Population U. Good job. Yeah, it was just really poor. From beginning to end, it was boring. It was annoying. It was stupid, insulting, ugly. Yeah, I really just like this movie. And it's a shame too, because RoboCop 1 is an awesome movie. And if anybody else is out there who has never seen RoboCop, I highly recommend you check it out yeah, on Netflix, because it's, it's on Instant right now.
1: Don't let this review of RoboCop 3 taint your... Your opinion of... Yeah, or, just
0: see RoboCop 1 and just stop. Just check it out. Don't see the rest of them. Just see RoboCop 1.
1: There's a reason they tried to make two more and failed miserably.
0: Yeah. Oh, Martin, we we got some voicemails, so I'll play those for you right now. To
2: listen to your messages, press 1. This is Logan from San Francisco. I really liked your review of One Miss Call because I, too, hated One Missed Call. I hated it so much that my friends and I walked out on it. Hey guys, Brian in Atlanta talking about RoboCop 3. The interesting part is I've never seen it, but I was an extra in it because it was filmed in Atlanta. The reason it was filmed in Atlanta is what I wanted to share with you. That and Freejack and a couple other pieces of shit that I can't think of around the same time were filmed in Atlanta because like with RoboCop 3, they're trying to make it in Detroit, Detroit of the future, but Detroit wasn't gross enough so they shot all the exteriors in my beautiful hometown, Mecca of the South, Atlanta, Georgia. Hello, this is Miles in Reno. I just thought I would leave my opinion of RoboCop 3. Lousy. <laughs> First of all, though, it has some good points, like bringing up corporate abuses of eminent domain and what a propaganda mill the media has become. There's so many problems. The part that really gets me, though, is the last big battle scene. All the townsfolk and police are barricaded behind their cars and broken buildings and whatnot, and here come the mercenaries and gangbangers. First of all, they have no bulldozers. Armored bulldozers are a must for this kind of thing. Second, even dumber, they are marching along in the open, making themselves perfect targets. Forget barricades and an army of irregulars, give me a LaRue OBR and 308 and a bunch of IEDs, and I could have stopped that pack of lunatics, no problem. Or at least slowed them down. But even though both sides are firing just as fast as they can, no one seems to get killed or wounded. Until a tank thing shows up and starts blowing the crap out of everything. Now, two things learned in recent experiences of urban combat. One, give the other guys a chance to surrender first. That can save a lot of bother. Second, send in the tank first. Odds are the enemy will probably just run away like the little girls at the mere sight of the thing. But now we come to the end. Robocop comes flying in and blows up the tank with his killamajig and wipes out all the bad guys in the blink of an eye. So one cyborg was able to do in about 20 seconds what over 100 heavily armed police and irregulars failed at. Right. End of new messages.
0: Thanks for those voicemails, guys. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Okay, Martin, let me read some viewer mail. Philip writes in and says, There's one thing that's been bugging me a bit about some of these movies, and maybe you can give me an answer. I noticed on the Spider-Man movies, every single time Peter Parker would change into Spider-Man, I would get all excited. But the problem is, every 30 seconds, he takes off his mask. Just watch. Where every opportunity where he puts it on, next thing you know, he takes it off. But in the comics, once his mask is on, that's it. It's on and it never comes off. Even in pivotal moments of action in the movie, the mask either comes off or half the mask comes off so you can see the actor's stupid face. There's actually very little screen time where the mask stays on. In the third movie, the villain Venom just has to keep exposing his face too. And of course, the new goblin James Franco wears his mask approximately for three seconds. Maybe you guys know a reason for this and or have a theory. The one movie I give so much credit to that does the opposite is V for Vendetta. And look how good that worked. I'll be listening later, my friends. Philip. Here is my theory, Philip, as to why it is they're constantly taking their masks off. In the comic book, Spider-Man, even though he's wearing a mask, they still find ways to give him expression because even though it's a mask, they still make his eyes change shape like he's angry or surprised or whatever. Right. But you can't do that in a movie because it would look ridiculous. So people need to see people's eyes and face to get the expression. Like, body language is enough. Like, I agree with you. V for Vendetta did a great job with that. And I love that movie. But I swear to you, when I saw that movie in theaters, I remember walking out and hearing people complain that they couldn't see his face. And they're like, oh, I wish I could see his face. That's not the point. They completely missed the point of the movie. I guess uh, subtle body language isn't enough for some people.
1: V for Vendetta had phenomenal body language.
0: Kelsey writes in about one missed call. She says, so many things, where to begin? First off, the cat getting sucked into the pond Got me excited for a quality B movie, but my excitement ended right then and there. Two minutes in. The character development, there was none. Yes, they tried with that one chick, what was her name, but very unsuccessfully. Although her and the zombie corpse thing do have a tender sexual moment at the end. <laughs> Or what I thought was going to be the end until it just kept going on for no good reason. Overall it was slow, disjointed, and just plain bad. The main chick could have been kinda cute, but she was all frumpy for the whole film. They could have at least put her in a white tank top with no bra. Can I give it a zero star? It was not even fun to make fun of. My boyfriend abandoned ship about 9pm and said his time was better spent sleeping. Now that is sad. Ouch.
1: I agree with him, actually. Yeah, yeah, I could have been I, sleep. I actually wish I got some sleep while that movie was going on.
0: Okay. Oh, and uh, our boy Philip here, he sent in another email. He said, I have one more thing to bug you about. And if you could pose this question to Martin or anybody else, this, and it's this. Have you ever watched a trailer that was so good, yet the movie sucked? Meaning the trailer was better than the movie. The trailer lured you in because it was so badass. You get excited, only to be disappointed because the movie ended up sucking so badly. The one that comes to my mind is Ghost Rider. Wow, that trailer is so good. Heck, I'll still watch that trailer today, but the movie was garbage. Philip, Philip, that's Phillip, an excellent question. Phillip, I got an answer. That is one of you. my best questions. And you know what? I'm going to say this right now. This is going to be the question of the week. Right? I love this question. Okay. What, what do you it? got?
1: Okay, for me, and this sticks out of my mind, and I don't know if this will ever change over the course of my life because this was so potent for me when I saw the Watchman trailer. I literally remember like getting like tingling sensations. Yep. I loved that book. And then I, is, that I, was a good trailer. It was a fin- it was phenomenal the way that they cut that trailer. Yeah. And then when I saw the movie, I was uh, I was let down quite a bit.
0: I got one for you. Where the wild wow things are. Yeah. That was an unbelievably well made trailer. Probably yeah. one of the best trailers ever made. Yeah. That movie did not. Live up to that. Here's another one that I think. Of. Superman Returns had this teaser trailer that was unbelievably good. Do you remember it? Yeah. It was like with Marlon Brando's yeah. voiceover yeah. and just talking like. Yeah. It that gave me chills. That movie is a joke. The trailer is so much better than that. Can you think of any other ones? There's a ton. There's a lot of them. Yeah, because this, this happens all. It the happens time. constantly. Um, the trailer is better than the movie. Yeah. I think
1: like with, with the trailer, your mind is able to run with all of these possibilities.
0: Yeah, you, you and, create and a better you movie. You create in a your better mind. movie in
1: your mind, and then when it doesn't live up to that expectation, you get this letdown sensation. So I, I think that's a big part of that phenomena.
0: All right, now it's time for the question of the week. And the question was what is the worst horror movie that you've ever seen? And people really respond to this one because we got a lot of answers. So I'm going to blast through these as fast as I can. Little Dave says, worst horror movie ever? Alone in the Dark by Uva Bowl. How have you not had an Uva Bowl marathon yet? Anonymous says, worst horror movie I've ever seen was 1977's Exorcist II, The Heretic. It's not only the worst sequel ever made, but it's also one of the worst horror films of all time. Big Daddy Fat Sack says the worst horror movie was The Eye starring Jessica Alba. They should have named it The Brown Eye because this movie was very close to pure excrement on film. Shannon says, Urban Legends, Final Cut, by far the worst movie I have ever seen. All the characters are extremely dumb and devoid of personality. It has some of the worst acting I have ever seen. By such thespians as Joey, whoa, Lawrence, and Anthony Anderson.
1: You didn't do that correctly. Joey,
0: whoa, Lawrence. Ryan the Movie Guy says, Drag me to hell. One of the most likable actresses in cinema is abused for the entire movie. And it's played for laughs. I have extra scorn for this because it had so much promise. Sam Raimi could have made this amazing, but instead he just wanted to goof off. And Alison Lohman is an excellent actress, so it was disappointing to see her wasted in this. Justin the Quaidinator says, hmm, probably human centipede.
1: Yep. Yeah, that was a piece of shit. crap.
0: I know I've said it before, but that movie was such a chore to watch. And forcing myself past the last hour of film stunk worse than the recycled shit they had to keep eating. (laughs) Another one will be this film called Cold Creek Manor, which is so terribly bad, I have nothing left to say about that piece of shit film. Dennis Quaid, forever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Was it spelled with the number four?
0: <laughs> Rick Jack, Bouncer Pants, says, I grew up in the area of Last House on the Left and The Devil's Rain and other choice pickings as those. I will still pick... House of a Thousand Corpses as the worst horror movie I have ever forced myself to sit through. Rob Zombie needs to go back to just making music videos. Brian says, Orphan, you need to review that movie in the future. Terrible premise, bad acting, you guys will love it.
1: I do like that movie. Yeah, I actually enjoy it as well.
0: <laughs> will O says, Worst horror movie I've ever seen is Night of a 1000 Cats. That's not a grammatical error. That's the name of the movie, A 1000 Cats. <laughs> A millionaire picks up sunbathers on the roof of buildings with his helicopter. He brings them back to his castle and feeds them to his cats. That's it. The helicopter scenes repeat the same shot of him looking left out the window countless times. (laughs) (laughs) The shots of the cats are also repeated. There isn't even that many cats, (laughs) maybe 20 on screen at once. (laughs) Irredeemable. (laughs) This film is largely unheard of and should stay buried. Okay, guys, thanks for those responses. If you want to reach us, you can reach us at yesthatbad at gmail.com. Now is the time for the question of the week. And in the, in the question of the week this week is inspired by our boy Philip here.
1: Name a movie where the trailer is phenomenal, but the movie doesn't even come close to being as good. Yep.
0: Name a movie where the trailer is better than the movie. I love this question. So I want you guys to really come up with some interesting stuff for this. So please head on over to YesThatBad.com. Leave your comments in this episode's page with your answer. Okay, now's the time to announce the next listener's choice poll. And I've been itching to do this. You, it, Martin, have you noticed me scratching at my neck furiously like a crackhead? I, I'm going through withdrawals. Hey, I feel you. My tanks are empty as well. I got a craving. I'm having one of my classic Quaid cravings. <laughs> <laughs> I need some Dennis Quaid in my life. It's been too long. Not enough Quaid. Not enough Quaid. Yeah, this podcast gets a one out of five. Not enough Quaid. Okay, so we need to rectify this problem post haste. So for the next listener's choice poll, it's going to be a Quaid off. Your choices are the day after tomorrow or. Pandorum. So you can have a movie where Dennis Quaid is outrunning ice or whatever, the world
1: freezing. And it was also in this movie where I found out what it was to actually have a real father. <laughs> I didn't know. I actually told that to my dad. I said, "Dad, I didn't know what a father, I didn't know was, what a father was until I saw a Dennis day Quaid." After tomor- <laughs> d- until I saw Dennis Quaid and day after tomorrow, and he was very, very offended. But I was, you know, I was just, uh, being, just I was being honest. Just being honest,
0: and you know, yeah, Dad, you're a piece of shit compared to Dennis
1: Quaid. Dad, why why? Why couldn't you be more like Dennis Quaid? Would you trek across snow for me? (laughs) Quaid would do it, absolutely. Okay. He wouldn't even second guess it.
0: Yeah, and the other option is Pandorum, which is a movie where Dennis Quaid goes insane in outer (laughs) space. (laughs) I'm excited. So once again, your choices are The Day After Tomorrow versus Pandorum. Head on over to YadStepBad.com and vote for which one of these two masterpieces we should review next As for next week's movie, I want to do another movie that's on Netflix Instant so everybody can watch it. And I also want to do a movie that's recent so everybody can watch it. This seems like an easy, short movie that we could all enjoy. Next week, we'll be watching 2010's Skyline. This is a movie that a lot of people recommended, so... Let's see what this is all about. Science fiction movie with aliens attacking Los Angeles or whatever. So to recap, head on over to yes.bad.com so you can vote in the poll for either The Day After Tomorrow or Pandorum. And tune in next week when we will be reviewing 2010's Skyline, a movie which you too can watch on Netflix Instant. And if you've already seen Skyline, give us a call at 973-797-9324. Give us a call, leave us a little mini review, and we'll play it on the show. This call is free to anyone in the continental United States. Okay, thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed what you've heard, please consider subscribing. We have a new episode every Tuesday. Please give us a five-star review on iTunes. These reviews really do help out the show. Please help us spread the word of the show by liking us on Facebook and talking about us on Twitter. And you can follow us at Yeah, It's Bad. I want to give a quick shout out to all those people that uh, have heeded my warnings (laughs) from the last episode and click the like button, you know? Yeah. Good job.
1: Remember, if you guys want to get into Joel's good graces, Facebook is the venue to do it in. Yeah. You just got to click that like button and Joel's all ears.
0: Okay. Once again, thanks for listening to the show. See you next time.
1: This movie is so bad. Like, <laughs> why do we do this to ourselves? Like, we're literally hurting ourselves. I- I'm going to have trouble going to sleep tonight. Like,
0: this movie is that bad. I'm-, I'm getting a lot of pleasure from your pain. <laughs>